0: Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. This is Charger Rundown. I'm Reagan Genschieski.
1: And I'm Ryan Sellers, bringing you all things Hillsdale Charger sports.
0: This week we have a extra special guest in studio, a GMAC pitcher of the week on the baseball team, Paul Brophy. But first... The men's tennis team handed kentucky wesleyan a four to zero loss in straight sets at home on their way to the second straight charger victory to open conference play and the charger baseball team ended up going one and three this past weekend against a trevecca team that finds itself ranked fifth in the nation the highlight of the weekend however comes from a nine to zero victory with the charge led by the guest of today's show paul brophy who gave up just four hits on the way to make a statement Charger win.
1: The softball team run-ruled the Lake Erie Storm on Friday in a doubleheader 9-1 and 8-0. Pitchers Joni Russell and Aaron Capteen earned the wins for the Chargers. Both games were five innings, totaling just three hours of total play. The women's tennis team remains undefeated in GMAC play after topping Kentucky Wesleyan on Saturday. Hillsdale took the doubles points over the shorthanded Panthers, getting 6 1 wins at both number one doubles and number two doubles.
0: And coming up this week, the softball team travels to Tiffin on Wednesday for a doubleheader, while the baseball team takes on Wayne State at home. This Thursday, the track team will head to Cincinnati for the Oliver Nickolf invite.
1: The tennis teams will take on Cedarville on Saturday at home. The baseball team will travel to Tiffin for a series on Saturday and Sunday, and the softball team faces off against Cedarville at home on Saturday.
0: So like I mentioned before, uh, in studio joining us today is a very special guest, a baseball pitcher, GMAC player of the week for a a standout performance. Paul Brophy, thanks for uh, being on.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: So, Paul, we'll just get right to it. Uh, You know, the reason you're on here GMAC pitcher of the week you shut out fifth in the nation Trevecca I just gotta know like what was going through your head as you're beating Trevecca or you're pitching this game or yeah
2: well we we jump out to that early lead in the first and First thing that runs through my mind, throw strikes. You know, that's every fielder's, hitter's, nightmares, get a lead, pitcher throws balls, and then all of a sudden, oh, and they're right back in it. So throw strikes and had a great defense behind me that game. They played out of their minds, and just that, that's all I really did. Kept on throwing strikes, bared down, and, and then they just ended up not scoring, never really even thought about that, but it's just kind of how it happened.
0: And you, you see coaches giving you the start. When do you find out that you're starting that game?
2: Um it, it depends sometimes uh, a little later in the in the week um I, I know I'm starting for this coming weekend It R- really depends on arm health, how everybody's feeling, how quick the turnaround is, that kind of stuff, but usually like three, four days before the start happens.
0: And so what is going through your mind? you know you're you're starting against a, a very good team uh, fifth in the nation are you thinking, oh man, I just got a, try to do what I can to shut them down? Or are you thinking in your mind, no, I have a plan that is going to shut down Trebecca.
2: You know, it's I don't really like to think about who I'm how I'm playing. It's I got to bring my best game and whatever game I have that day, it's not always fantastic, but <laughs> it's got to work for that day. And I, I don't know, I, we knew they were a really good team going in, knew I had to bring some good stuff. I I know everybody else thought so too, so that's just – Mindset going in.
1: Uh, was your preparation different at all for this for this game?
2: Ab- absolutely not. Uh, I started a few different preparations. You know, a lot of ball players have their different rituals. Mm. Start the game off right before I go out. Uh, I drink a Mountain Dew, and then uh, weird. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm doing the dew do, is uh, what they like. and it gets the boys going a little bit. Uh, I didn't shave for I think a month and a half. That looked awful, but I had superstitions that it made me pitch well, and it, it it did. It made me pitch well, I guess. So,
1: well, I know the the listeners at home can't really see, but you're clean shaven now. Yeah. What's the deal?
2: Uh, I I I had a interview, so it's it's gonna be <laughs> kind of interesting against Tiffin this week. You know, uh, is it really the beard or or beard that I grow, or is it is it just me? We're gonna we're gonna find out, I guess.
0: When did that Mountain Dew thing begin? Have you been doing that for the last three years?
2: So I did it all throughout my high school career. Actually, I had a friend of mine who would bring me a Mountain Dew just so I could drink it before my start. And then ET kind of bullied me out of it. Uh, So I didn't really do it a whole lot my uh, freshman, sophomore year also, I didn't start back then. Uh, And I kind of just brought it back this year.
1: Is it always standard Mountain Dew, or are we uh, talking absolutely. Voltage, Cold
2: No, uh, code standard, red? green, got to go the Original, for have, sure. Have you
1: ever tried a
0: different flavor of Mountain Dew?
2: Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I've, I've dabbled in all, just about all the flavors. I like to dip my foot in a bunch of different pools, uh, Code Red and Voltage up there, for sure, they're great, but for the start purposes, it's got to be original.
0: Interesting. I understand that, though, like, especially, I think, in baseball and softball, players are more superstitious and there's just something about a routine I think that just helps players play better. Uh, Talking to Paul Brophy on Charger Rundown, Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM, you mentioned ET, that's the old baseball coach he left last year after I believe 12 seasons it was, uh, the coach that recruited you. You have a new coach this year, Uh, his name,
2: uh, Tom Vasella.
0: Vasella. Okay. I didn't want to attempt to say that last name on my <laughs> own, uh, even though I have a crazy one myself. Let's talk about Coach Tom. Is that what you guys call him?
2: Yeah, just Tom.
0: How are things different uh, from E.T. to Coach Tom?
2: Uh, I'd say he's a little more laid back than E.T. Uh, one of the main differences is um, we run. The pitchers, personally, run a lot more. Uh Yeah, it's... That's not my favorite part about him, but he, he's a lot more of a pitcher's guy. He spends a lot of time with us. E.T. is obviously a hitter guy. We had some of the best offense in D2 for a long time because of E.T., but and the, the pitching has been lackluster there. But with Tom, he's really taken a, a, a shine to the pitchers, and I think it's really showing. I think that would be one of the big differences between him and E.T.
0: What was the adjustment like? I, too, went through uh, having a different coach than – um, in my college career was that hard to you know hear the news about et and gordy leaving uh, to know you're gonna get a whole new staff
2: uh the the et thing really kind of shocked a lot of guys when it first started and and you know we, we just knew we were gonna have to get through it and we we kind of had some like a foundation in that mm-hmm. gordy and, and Evan our other two assistants would would stay and then as the getting the new coach, went through we, we found out that they are also leaving and then we're like wow uh what's gonna happen a lot of guys were nervous I I think a lot of guys also adopted the idea of just like whatever happens happens we gotta mm-hmm. come out here we know the culture that we want we're an older team now and gotta go out there and play play our game and whatever the coach wants we'll help them out
1: yeah I mean that's just sort of a situation that I I have trouble relating to, I mean, Coach Otter's been here mm. for two decades. <laughs> He's been here just as long as Dr. Arn has. So I think, like, has there been uh, any sort of leadership that's come, maybe not from the the coaches because they're a little newer, but perhaps the seniors and upperclassmen in the locker room?
2: You know, I think E.T.'s um, e. big thing was having, like, captains, mm-hmm. like set captains, and Tom's not really into that. But I definitely think on the team there's upperclassmen who who uh, lead us in – And like show, especially like the underclassmen, how to get things done, how to present themselves. Uh, Definitely comes more from the team, for the leadership portion of it.
0: Now, I need to fact check a story, a a rumor I've heard about the baseball team, Paul. Oh, boy. Uh, You mentioned that Coach Tom is a little bit more laid back than E.T. was. Uh, I believe that the baseball team in my past three years has maybe slept at the baseball field just with the amount that you've practiced now I heard on the bus ride coming back from some trip he announced to you that he was giving you two days off. Did a baseball player stand up and just verify that information?
2: Um to be honest we didn't know about that. It was really a shock. We we got the Sunday off, right? This was this was this week. We got mm-hmm. the Sunday off which which we expected. And then our game got pushed back and all of a sudden we have a Monday off and I think a lot of guys were um a little concerned about that. <laughs> um wondering how Tom was. I I saw a lot of guys just twiddling their thumbs at the field just <laughs> just alone. It was really weird. No, nobody really knew what to do cuz we don't get 2 days off and ever. <laughs> ever ever that was not heard of. Um but I actually do think that it, it was nice for the guys, especially I think we went on like 2 weeks of no days off cuz of spring break, didn't get day off yeah. during that time. So it's kinda of nice getting that extra day.
0: Well, I also learned this too, you don't have to get a day off if school is not in session. So the coaches when they do give you a, a day off over spring break or winter break, et cetera, it's because they're being nice.
2: Yeah, we were not not that fortunate of a nice coach. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no 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 rest for the weary, as they say.
0: Uh, Talking to Paul Brophy on Charger Rundown, Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. We we talked about this briefly off-air. I said, well, let's get to it on the show. Uh, Paul, you overcame cancer in high school. That obviously is a huge feat. Uh, Can you first take me through that journey and then just maybe elaborate on how that has shaped your baseball career?
2: Uh, Yeah, so it was my – it was a spring semester of my senior year. So going right into baseball season, I, I had this, um, my, my nut was hurting really is what what it was. I was like, gosh, it's bigger and hurts every once in a while. And one day I was just like, all right, I'm, I'm tired of this. And told my parents, went down to the doctors, got an ultrasound and, and they, they said like, Hey, you, you probably have cancer. And I was like, Oh man. And, and that was, that was really tough. Um, yeah, that, that I cried and my parents cried, and and then, then it was. And they sent us up to Denver and and went to an oncologist and started treatment. Got it taken out, and luckily you only need one of them. So um, <laughs> thank thanks God for two balls. Um, <laughs> but then uh, you know going through the treatment, I uh, I didn't want the cancer to take take things away from me. I think that was a really big thing. And so I kept. I actually pitched throughout my senior season, and, uh, and and did quite quite well. I did everything, just about everything I could. I did a. I, I did plays back in high school. I, I performed that play um, during my treatment, and that was that was the main thing. Is like throughout my journey, um, staying happy. I really do think that's a mindset, um, and just yeah, keeping it normal. I think it's really easy to into despair throughout that journey and I think if if anybody's going through it right now uh, keep your head up surround yourself with people that are positive that love you Uh, those are some of the biggest things because positivity keeping a positive mindset that's that's just as important honestly as as the treatment itself that keeps you going that keeps your mind right and keeps you want to keep on going on the baseball side of things uh i like to think i would have been throwing harder by now uh (laughs) if it wasn't for that i got had to take a little time off on the velo jumps um that was a little tough but uh, i I told et back then um about it i was already committed here and guys here sent me a, a card um wishing me luck and prayers and that was really really nice i don't even know these guys at this point and sending me a card. Um, it was really nice. And ET was really on top of it. Gordy, too. Those guys are forever thankful for them. And, you know, after it was done, I, I, I finished treatment ap- April 15th. So, actually, it's coming up pretty soon of my uh, three-, four-year remission now. Um, but uh, where was I? <laughs>
0: well, I, I'll ask you first I guess Paul we've talked about this before when you had when you get the news and you're committed to Hillsdale and you have to give a call to ET what's going through your mind
2: uh, honestly at that point it was like please don't cut me uh I still really want to go here uh I at this point, I, I didn't really know them they didn't really know me uh yeah, it was really scary. I really thought that maybe my baseball career at Hillsdale would, would be cut real short because of it because I wouldn't have the senior season to show off or have the development they would have wanted. And mm. but they were really supportive about it. And I, I really thank them for that.
0: And you have and you, the baseball team, other athletes around campus have these royal blue bracelets that say. Uh, Will you read it to me, Paul, actually?
2: Yeah, uh, it says hashtag one ball Paul and then also stronger than nuts.
0: And you had these made uh, for your high school team, correct? Uh, And then they kind of caught on at college. How did these bracelets get created?
2: Oh, that's great. Um, So I'm actually in surgery to get my ball removed and a bunch of my friends from high school came, came up to support me at the hospital and And so while I'm in surgery, as all good friends do, they start thinking of funny catchphrases about a person with one ball and how we (laughs) could put them on a bracelet. And they started thinking of stuff and they came up with these bracelets. They were originally purple because that's the the ribbon color for testicular cancer. um, That said, and they they thought of the saying, stronger than nuts, uh, one ball, Paul. And then actually on the original ones, on the inside, there was uh, half, was half the ball is twice the man. I have to believe that's what it was. So so that's how they got created. We were a bunch of my friends sitting in a hospital waiting for me to get out of surgery, just thinking of funny sayings about a guy with one ball.
0: <laughs> and you just brought some to college.
2: That, I'm not real sure how that got started. I really thought I would maybe leave the one ball, Paul stuff back in high school. Um, but throughout my introductory weeks throughout Hillsdale, the baseball team really liked to refer to me specifically as One Ball Paul, and they made it quite a point to let people know about it. Um, so I got some more bracelets made for people. People said they really wanted them, and I started giving them out. I think just about everybody on the team has them, and I know a few other people have them around campus. And If you ever see me, don't don't be afraid to ask.
0: Did you want to leave the One Ball Paul in high school?
2: I mean, I was impartial to it. I figured it would, but uh, then it didn't. I guess um, it was. I, I guess first starting out, I don't know if the first thing I want people to know about me is that I have one ball. Uh, that's not really how I want to get to know people, but yeah, um, that's just how it happened. You know, I got to roll with the punches, and and I don't regret it. I think it's I think it's funny. I try and find the humor in it, and yeah, I'm I'm glad about it.
0: Talking to Paul Brophy on Charger Rundown, Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. Thank you, Paul, for sharing that story and also just being vulnerable and open on the podcast. I think that is very helpful for anybody listening. We, we reach people, um, and I think there may be somebody else who is going through something like that uh, is going to listen and be inspired from you. Uh Let's shift gears a little bit because baseball's still going on. Uh, you said you're getting the start this weekend for Tiffin. Uh, what are you going to be doing to prepare?
2: Uh, I got a bullpen tomorrow. Going to feel out all the pitches. That's what I usually do somewhere in the midweek. Throw all my pitches, make sure I got a good feel for them. And then just medium, light, tossing throughout the week. Nothing really too crazy. I think a lot of the the mental preparation really happens before the game or that day just understanding like gotta go in there gotta throw strikes gotta get the job done don't make them earn it uh confidence big confidence I gotta make sure I go in there and think I got I got the stuff I got good stuff that they can't hit and and hopefully I'm right (laughs) hopefully I trick myself into being right
1: uh so like during the game as you're pitching and as, as the game sort of unfolds, is there anything else that you sort of go through to maybe get yourself going again? Like, I know uh, Max Scherzer, he's in, he's in the MLB. His nickname is Mad Max, and it's deserved. Uh, like, he won't let anybody touch him during games or tell him good job because he just, like, doesn't want to hear, I guess, the validation. Is there anything that you sort of go through?
2: Um, I, I have one little pet peeve, I guess, during games is, is after the inning when I'm going out to – pick up the ball i won't let anybody toss it to. i don't want anybody to touch that baseball um i don't know why it's just a really big bit peeve of mine i want i want to physically pick that still ball off the ground and put it in my glove uh other than that there's nothing really too specific i don't think i like to stay with the guys for the most part i like to try and keep it lighthearted and then switch gears on the mound and lock it in
0: what if the umpire like picks up the ball you know how sometimes they pick it up and they throw it to the the pitcher will you like let it go by you and drop to the ground before you pick it up or
2: i'll 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 hit it down i'll hit it with my glove and put it on the ground and then i'll say i'm sorry but i have to pick it up
0: you'll explain that to the umpire
2: yeah yeah i, I will say that um actually our coach our first base coach mark mike, mike wisely um who's also a mountain dew drinker uh <laughs> he will shout, shout out um our, our first weekend when I was starting he tossed the ball to me and I knocked it down and I'm like I'm sorry it's not, not nothing from you I just like picking it up for myself and, and then and then after the game he's like hey I'm sorry for touching your ball and I'm like oh no no you're, you're you're fine it's just it's just my thing I don't know
0: that's so sweet uh, well you and and speaking about umpires I guess this might be something for a pitcher do you ever like sweet talk the umpire
2: um not while I'm on the mound there's not a whole lot of sweet talking that I can happen I'll crack a joke if I think something ridiculous is going on if a guy's taking like 10 years to get into the box it'll be like today junior or something like that maybe the umpire will hear it and and take a crackle at it but no not not really I think I probably annoy umpires more than anything if I don't get a strike call I I let them know it a little bit so I think I should have gotten
0: well, oh, Paul, thank you so much for uh, coming on Charger Rundown. Really appreciate it. And letting us kind of get into your brain a little bit about just the Tribeca win, uh, hearing about your rituals with Mountain <laughs> Dew. I might have to pick that up myself. Ryan, it how works. about you?
1: Uh, I'm more of like a pre-workout and smelling salts guy
2: before games.
0: Okay, I'm pretty sure. Is your pre-workout? I know a pre-workout's banned for us in softball.
1: Oh, I don't know. I, I take a plethora of stimuli. Or they
0: might have to block that out of the podcast if the NCAA does not catch wind of that. But, Paul, uh, thank you for coming on the show.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
0: And thank you for listening to Charger Rundown on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.